wondering how to fall completely in love with the people and things that surround you at home? I've spent the last 15 years studying how and where families thrive and what relational and house characteristics ignite us with that homey feeling. On this podcast, we uncover how our brains process the people we live with and the houses we live in so we can confidently create our homes to be wonder-filled connection magnets. Ready to give up the decision fatigue, comparison hives, overwhelm ulcers, and confusion chaos? You are in the right place. I'm your host, Carly Thornock. Welcome to Becoming Home. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Becoming Home. Today, I'm so excited to introduce you to one of my very special friends. And that sounds a little bit creepy, but I mean this in not a creepy way. (laughs) Her name is Brittany Graham, and she has been a pen pal first and a client second and a dear friend. And I am so excited to chat with her with you all today because she has a mind that's both funny and witty and smart and a heart that's deep. And I know you're going to love everything that she does. So welcome, Brittany. I'm so glad that you are here. Why don't you tell everybody about you? (laughs) Yes, I'm so excited to be here as well. So I am the creator of Happy Home Hum, where I have things for moms to get their homes in order. And particularly my Think and Tidy Decluttering for Moms e-course that I just- Hold on, say that slower. Think and Tidy decluttering for moms. So good. It's seriously so good. Yeah. Keep going. Sorry. Carry, carry on. Yeah. So my husband and I have been married just over 10 years and we have four kids that we homeschool from three to nine years old. And we live in Idaho. I love gardening and playing music and going on adventures with my family. And my husband and I love to watch K-dramas. K-dramas? I don't even know what that is. What is this? Korean? Please say Korean. Korean dramas. <laughs> I have a friend here at the ranch who's like, I can't go back. Korean dramas oh, have me. <laughs> you're so good. That is so much so fun. Tell everyone. Me. They're just Everybody. so good. K dramas. Now I'm going to sound like I'm in the know because now I know. I just found out that Brittany lives in the same place as my favorite campsite in the whole world. <laughs> From our many adventures in the trailer, we just kept going back to this campsite. I just knew that my heart was there. Oh man, I'm so glad that you're here, Brittany. So we're going to be talking today a lot about home, A, but also the organization of home and like the decluttering of home and how things can be tidier, but also not psycho. And I feel like we have to qualify that because there have been so many times in my life when I'm like, my house is going to be cute and clean. And I go like AWOL. <laughs> Has this ever happened to you? Like. No, <laughs> I've never had that happen. <laughs> weird. That's so weird. So what makes a home for you? How would you qualify what home actually is? And how does what you do professionally kind of tie it all together? So when I think about home, I think about just, you know, this last weekend, my family went on this little outing, this little camp out, and we stayed at a log cabin, which was obviously not our residential home. But yet at the end of the day, what did I tell my kids? I said, okay, guys, it's time to go home. And so to me, that says something that and anytime we're on on a trip somewhere, that it's this, it's the place that we gather together at the end of a day and we rejuvenate. So it's that connection piece. 
And the other thing, when I was thinking about what is home for me <laughs> was my husband. And I told him that and he had that, you know, endearing Aww. look in his face. <laughs> But really it's, it all comes back to that connection piece. And so I think um, when I'm teaching my people about decluttering their homes, we talk a lot about honoring and respecting relationships and starting with this family vision and letting that vision guide what we put into our homes or what we get rid of from our homes. Um, Yeah. So I love that. The most important thing. So there's tons of moms that are like, I know I need to simplify. I know that I would be a better person if I didn't have so much junk, it's holding me back, but then they can't do it. Right. So what's that about? What do you think that's all about? So one of the things that we tackle in my course is clutter loving thoughts. And oh my gosh, that's so good. I love that so much. I'm, I'm all on board. Okay, keep talking about it. Okay. Clutter so loving, thoughts. loving thoughts. And I mean, I have specific thoughts because we all have like our favorite thoughts, you know, that we, that keep us from getting rid of the stuff. And <clears throat> there are a number of them, but I kind of boiled it down to three main ones. So we have the shame and the blame. We have the rules and the manuals and the traditions, and then the depressive and anxious feeling. So going into each of those with the shame and the blame, you know, why are we, <laughs> there are certain things that we hold on to because we feel like we have to, or it would be shameful to get rid of it. You know, we feel bad about getting rid of it because someone just gave it to us or we spent too much money on it or yeah. whatever. Like there's that whole mess. And then there are the rules and the manuals and the traditions. It's like, one of the specific clutter loving thoughts is you can't break a set. Like that's a rule. <gasps> that <laughs> is a rule. A set. Yeah. You have to bad rule. it all together, but it doesn't have to be a rule. Like you're allowed to let go of a piece of a set or most of the set and just keep your favorite things. So that's another one. And then the depressive and anxious feeling um, goes to like when we haven't maybe dealt with some of the things in the past and we're holding on to something because we don't really want to deal with those uncomfortable feelings, or, um, we're afraid of something that might happen in the future if we get rid of something. And that's something that comes up for a lot of people is, well, what if, you know, what if I get rid of this cherry pitter? Like I'll never be able to pit cherries. (laughs) So it's things like that. And when you really follow it through to the end, you realize, oh, I could improvise. Like, I don't, I don't, I can, I'm capable of solving this problem. If something ever comes up. I have had that talk with my cherry pitter. Right. How can I get rid of you? Except I can't store you because you're actually like 12 by 18. Like, I feel like it's so huge. Okay. It's not that big, but that's so true. Yeah. Also, can we talk about breaking a set a little bit more? Have you ever done this? You, it seems like you speak from experience. Do you have a story of breaking the set? Oh man. I'm trying to think of a specific example. I can give you an example of a friend that I, that comes totally. to my mind. <laughs> she, she was doing this decluttering course and she was like, oh my gosh, I have all of these measuring cups and measuring spoons. And she realized that she could just keep the ones she needed and she could just let go of the ones she didn't use as frequently. And it was big to her. This big the OCD inside of us all just died a little. That was amazing. Right. Right. And, and now that I'm thinking about it, I actually, I do have an example of something that I've done. So when my husband and I got married, we had 
the cutest, we got the cutest Corel plates that I just love. And I still love them dearly. Um, it had this beautiful blue French pattern on it. And the problem was a lot of the plates ended up breaking and they didn't set with our, like they didn't stack with our new Corel plates. And so what I ended up doing was I kept the ones that did stack with my new plates and I got rid of the ones that didn't stack so that I could still have plates that stacked from a functionality standpoint. And, you know, that was hard, but now I have these cute plates still that come up every once in a while in our stack of plates. And I still get to enjoy that set and enjoy the memory of our first set of plates <laughs> as a newlywed couple without having all of those other ones to trip over. Genius. Genius. This makes me think of my grandma's china. When she passed away, my aunt's divvied out her china. And there was one set that my aunt and I both really liked. And we decided to split the set. And at first it felt like that is defiling. Like, why would you right. take? And it was a, like my grandma collected all the pieces. She did one of those. And so she got the lamp that went with the set of the china, right? And I got the like pot holder. Like it was just kind of crazy. But eventually I realized I don't even need all of this. And I kept right. the bowls, I think, and maybe some mugs and the rest I could give back to her. And how funny is it that there's usually somebody who needs the thing that we don't want, right? <laughs> right. It's fun to be able to pass it along. I have a friend who always talks about like, yeah, she says, passing it along, moving it forward. And I love that. She never says, throw it away. She just says, yes. needs to go find a new home, someone to love it more than I do at this right. moment. Yeah, totally. And that can be something that helps us, helps us let go. You know, when we know it's going to someone, like if it's especially the baby stuff, I feel like for mm. me, I'm like, oh, the baby things, <laughs> the blankets and the, the bumbo, like all of the oh, yeah. things. And, and when I know it's going to another cute, squishy baby, it just helps me let it go. Cause you can infuse it with your love. It becomes a little symbol of your love. And do we even care if they throw away the bumbo? Like, at least for me, I'm like, I don't care if you like this jean jacket that's for three month old, but like, just take it and know that I love you. And then you yeah. can throw it away when so I'm not looking. <laughs> right. Because we, we don't want, yeah, we don't want people doing that to us. Like that guilt garbage going on. So yeah. That's garbage. Yeah. We don't give with the guilt. No, but it also is fun to be able to give with love. And recognize that this thing can be a symbol of love, even if it is not the embodiment of my love. So I think people get into trouble, and you mentioned this, when they are given a gift and they're like, now I have to hold on to it because it's my great grandmother's love infused in right. this horcrux. But right. actually, <laughs> we can feel the love symbolized and we can let the thing go. So what do you have to say about that separation of love from things? Oh man, I have so many things to say about that, but I've, I've definitely seen that, especially like as my mom has been dealing with her mother's estate, you know, there is this connection with her mother and all of the things. And so for me, it's just realizing that again, like what you said, the relationship is not contained in an object or the memories are not contained in the object. Like technically they're in your mind and they're in your heart, you know? And so 
for me personally, I choose ways to commemorate those relationships that make sense to me and that I enjoy. And so if there is an object that I can display that I really like that is from that person or pictures for me, it's pictures, pictures Mm. and journals and those things, those are things that I enjoy that I feel like I can keep that still honor that relationship, but don't add to, you know, I don't have tons of furniture laying around that I don't need. Brilliant. It's beautiful. So for the mom who's seeking this simplification, how does, how does her feelings and her emotional state, how is simplification reflective of her emotions, both when she's simplifying and also when there's too much stuff, what's the relationship between emotions and the stuff we've got? Yeah. So I think, and when you go online and you look for anybody who's selling a decluttering course, right, they're going to try to tell you that if you simplify, you're just going to be happy and life's going to be free and easy and you'll never have any problems again. All of your home woes will be solved, which we know that that's not necessarily true. But I think for me, when it comes to simplifying and decluttering, when we are coming from a place of this is a priority for me, I'm letting my vision and values guide what I'm doing. And we're showing up for ourselves in the way that we want to, that that in and of itself can um, empower us as we simplify our home and we can create a home that reflects those values and vision back to us and supports the mission and the talents and whatever that we want to work on in our own families. Yeah. Do you find that your clients feel disoriented by that? Like that's a completely different way to approach decluttering. I think, well, one of my people was having a hard time at a certain point in my course and I hearkened back to the vision part and the values part. I'm like, did you do this part? Because this is actually really important. It's something that we like to glaze over. Oh, I already know my vision. I already know my values. Like, eh, I don't really need to talk about that, but really, yeah, we need to talk about that. And there's a quote that says something like when, once you know your why you can figure out any how. And so once we really have a solid reason why we're decluttering, then it can help us figure out the logistical bits that we need to figure out to actually do it. Um, One of the examples from my course was there was this mom who her why became she wanted a clear dining table for her family to be able to gather and play games and do things together. And the way that their home was currently, they weren't able to do that because there was just too much stuff on the dining table. And so that was the why that she came up with. And with that why they were able to take steps to clear the dining table. So it is a little disorienting, but I think once you really embrace this idea that your family vision and your values should guide your decluttering or should can guide your decluttering, then you will see even bigger, uh, an even bigger impact as you declutter your home. Mm, I've totally noticed that in my own life. And now that you're talking about it, it becomes like present in my heart and soul because you get into the weeds, right? It's easy to get into the weeds when you start a decluttering project. And it's easy to be like, just tell me how many dang scarves to keep because (laughs) I can't think about this anymore. Right. But it doesn't really matter. Tell me if you would agree with this. It doesn't really matter how many scarves you have. It matters 
that you've thought about each scarf and it's not just like a pile of scarves, but it's like, do I need this scarf? Do I love this scarf? Do I want this scarf? Is it serving me? And if you decide yes, like all the scarves, and if you decide no, how freeing is that? What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. I think it's very convenient for us to come in and want someone else to give us the answers, to be spoon fed the answers. We want someone else to tell us, like you said, we need, you know, you need, you should only have one scarf or you should have, you know, 10 t-shirts or whatever. And there are people that will do that. Like you can totally go find people that will do that for you. But at the end of the day, those people don't know your values and your, you know, your family vision, like those people for me, um, they don't know that I really value having a home library for my kids. They might come in and be like, whoa, the books, you know, there are so many books. And I'm like, yeah, because that's something that I value. That's really important to me and my family. Or um, we have a lot of craft supplies and a lot of masking tape and even a lot of cardboard because I have kids that value creativity and being able to invent things. And so that's why it's so important to just pay attention to what needs and wants and interests that our families have um, and not put too much stock in what the quote experts say or what other people are telling us we should keep. I feel like I need more masking tape. I feel like I just heard God tell me you need more masking tape. That's beautiful. <laughs> That's beautiful. And when we're on this journey of becoming intentional, becoming simple, thinking about the things in our home, uh, we can we can buy it more things and we can give things away. It's almost like opening the floodgates and letting the river flow where things come into our lives and things can leave our lives. And it's not this stagnant pool of water that ends up turning into algae and toxins, right? <laughs> it's like totally. ever alive and moving. And that allows me to let go of things and also to get the things that I need too. Cause right. it's a two way street. Yeah, totally. So lots of people think, we, you mentioned this, but if their house is decluttered and fancy, I'm going to say that that's that those are congruent in a lot of people's minds. Like if it's decluttered, then you're better then you're trendy, <laughs> then you're fancy and more organized and your house looks like Pinterest every second, then I'll be happier. So what's the correlation between simplicity and happiness? And what's the not correlation in your experience? This is, it's so tricky because when you're actually decluttering, like you do sometimes feel happier, you know, you feel, can feel lighter and freer, but I think it goes back to that showing up for yourself and realizing that you are the one that gets to decide what gets to stay in your house mm -hmm. and you don't need to let other people do that. And I think that being the, letting yourself be the authority in your home has a lot of power to influence your happiness. <laughs> So gaining that confidence in your own home and being able to create a home that you want, I think is really powerful. Yeah. Yep. I would totally agree. That's a beautiful way of saying that. Brittany, you're a genius. Thank you so much for being with us today. If there's one thing that you want listeners to take away from this conversation, what would it be? I think it would be just that idea that you get to decide and you get to let your own vision and your family's vision guide what you have in your home. And that with that guiding factor, you can create a home that is more beautiful than you would ever imagine. Which Blow so your cute. mind. <laughs> Blow so your mind. <laughs> so they can find you on Instagram, happy home hum, correct? Yes. And isn't yep. that the cutest name ever? Because that's how <laughs> we want our homes to feel like humming with life and, you know, 
doing fun things and doing productive things. I'd love that. So go find her, go find Brittany on Happy Home Hum. Where else can people get a hold of you and find your course and all the things? Yep. You can also find me at happyhomehum.com. And that's where you can find the course. And I have some free cleaning checklists as well as a home project planner for all the rooms that you can plan your repairs, cleaning, decluttering, and even beautifying. We all need you. We all need you in our (laughs) lives. Everybody go look Brittany up and think of me because I feel smart knowing her. (laughs) And I'm so glad. (laughs) To be sending her to all of you. Something that I also know about Brittany is that she likes the Costco nut bars that have since fled the coop of the mini bar. What are these called? This is not the mini bar at Costco. That is the wrong word. <laughs> the, the pizza bar. Anyway, she has good taste. She's smart. And we all need a little bit more clarity when it comes to home. Thank you so much, Brittany. What a pleasure. So fun. Thanks for having me. Yep. Everybody go make a mess. Go go get organized, but we all know that it's going to be a mess. So take that first step. Don't be afraid. And we'll talk to you next week. Hey, thanks for listening today. If you love what you're hearing, share this episode with a friend who you want to chat with about it. Also, leave a review for the show so we can reach more soulful mamas looking to love the magical humanity that surrounds them at home. If you really are digging this scene, come check out The Knowing, the inner circle for confident home creating. Find all the info about it as well as a full transcript of this episode over at carlythornock.com.